Hey, Busy Mama. If you are taking the time to listen to a podcast this week, the week of Christmas, then I am giving you kudos and a shout out. That is awesome and amazing. Good job for taking time for yourself. But maybe you feel like this. "'Twas the week before Christmas and all through the house. Mom was all frazzled, becoming a grouch. The children were hyper, eating sugar all day, not hearing a word that their mom had to say. "'Christmas is crazy, the worst time of year,' the hairy young mom said as she wiped away a tear. But she was encouraged a new direction to take from a humble podcast that said, "'Stop being fake.'" Jesus is the reason we stop and give praise. Let's remember His birthday and the manger where He lays." But make sure your story doesn't stop there. Include the cross, the grave, and our sins, which he bears. That was just a fun little way to say, you know what? In the midst, let's keep Jesus as the reason for our season. I'm going to give you 10 ways to make sure that we're including Jesus in Christmas. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher, and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, a messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee, and let's get started. (laughs) Okay, so that little poem was a lame attempt to make you think about what you're doing for Christmas. What traditions are you making? Are you being intentional? That's such a big buzzword, but are you being intentional in sharing Jesus with your children? Or if you just stop right where you're at and you look around your house, your outside yard decorations, the scene that you have in the house, what's sitting on your shelf, is it an elf or do you have a manger? I'm just wondering, not throwing judgment and not passing judgment, but I'm just wondering how much of the world has actually crept in to our Christmas celebration and even into our Christmas homes. Now, I am going to tell you up front, full disclosure, full transparency, I'm the worst. As I was looking at doing this podcast, I was really looking at just my decorations, my nutcrackers, my sand my elves, my all the things that I have. My manger scene, it gets the mantle, but do I actually reflect on what that means? So I'm going to give you 10 ways that you can keep Jesus in Christmas this year. Then the very first one is going to be yourself. Take time for your own personal devotion and to get your heart quiet before the Lord in a quiet time, in a prayer time. And if you don't normally do that, I have three different Advent devotionals that I've just happened upon in the U version. It's the Bible app, the U version that you can download to your phone. It's absolutely free and it's different reading plans. And I have just been so blessed. There's one that's the names of God. There's one, all things become new. And then there's another one, the freshness of of the word. So Take time, get up maybe a few minutes early, have yourself your coffee, maybe hot chocolate, I don't know, but actually 
Ask God, come to seek God, especially in this last week before Christmas, that you're taking time for your own personal devotions because you can't feed or pour out of an empty heart or an empty vessel. You don't have it to give. It's just too hard to be gracious to in-laws, to be gracious to guests who are rude, your brother-in-law that's always snarky, all of the things that your kids are doing that they don't normally do. It's hard to handle that with grace and mercy and kindness and in a manner fitting of the Lord as a good soldier of Jesus Christ if you're not putting his word first and filling your own heart. So that's number one, take time for your own self. Number two is have an Advent calendar or an Advent wreath at least so that you are discussing what the four weeks leading up to Christmas actually mean. What do we focus on? And maybe you don't go to a church that does that or practices that. So it's very simple. You're just going to take the four Sundays leading to Christmas And I can hear some of you going, "Um, hello, Kathy, you missed that. That was three weeks ago. You can do it now where you're lighting four candles and they can be different colors. The colors that are typically lit, the first two are purple and that's to, to represent reflection and repentance of sin. The third one is generally it's pink. It represents joy. It's called the shepherd's candle. And the fourth one is white. That's the purity and the hope that we have. That's called the angel's candle that we have in the Lord. So the first one, some folks call it the prophecy candle. Typically it's purple. The second one is the Bethlehem candle. That's when you're going to really be looking at the Christmas story. That's purple. And then the third one is joy. We're rejoicing like the shepherds did that, that the Lord has come. So the time of repentance is over and now we're celebrating. And then the fourth candle is purity and hope. And that's Jesus or the angel's candle. And then if you have the candle in the center, a big pillar candle, that's why you can light it. And that is for all that Jesus is to celebrate his birth. So an advent calendar, I mean an advent wreath or a Christian advent calendar that counts off the days to Christmas is a great idea to start. Number three goes along with the advent calendar is what traditions are you fostering? What traditions of time and energy and blessing are you given? Are you reading Christmas books every night for the whole month of December, all the way up to to the 25th? Are you baking together as a family? Baking and creating and taking to neighbors, having acts of service that you can do. Maybe have a rotation on who gets to put the angel or the star on top of the tree. Or maybe you're from a German heritage and you put a pickle in the tree. What do you do that you can do consistently? So number four, combination here. So number four is have a nativity set that's kid friendly. So Melissa and Doug has a great one. You can get foam ones, you can get felt ones, you can get wooden ones, but have a nativity set that the kids can actually use and act out the Christmas story. Don't just leave reading from Luke 2 and Matthew 2, in case you don't know where those, the Christmas story is, it's in Luke chapter 2. Read that and let them act out the parts and then let them do the retelling by themselves. So don't just leave it. I highly encourage reading it on Christmas Eve as we look forward to the next day to celebrating his birth, but also explaining the true parts of the story and that we celebrate on the 25th. That probably wasn't exactly when Jesus was born, but read the story and then let them act it out. That's number four. Number five, 
Think about this one early, and that is to do a service project or multiple service projects where you are involving your children. Projects like Operation Christmas Child, let them fill the box. Angel trees, multitudes of angel trees. Every it seems every foster agency, prison ministry, there's there's lots of angel trees. Homeless shelters, mission outreaches just simply serving your neighbors, visiting the elderly. So there's a lot of things you can do here. And I will tell you from my eagerness to instill a servant's heart in all my children, I actually traumatized them because we were living in a rural area in North Carolina and we met up with this wonderful gentleman, but he did look like he was from Duck Dynasty Minus Teeth. He just gave the widow's might. I mean, he gave all he had. He bought apples and oranges and nuts and he wanted us to go help hand the fruit out which we did and I loved, but it kind of traumatized my children because they were just too young. I was doing it when they were way too young to understand folks in wheelchair and, you know, sometimes the smell and all of that. But do a service project that your kids can actually participate in where you're deliberately teaching. It is not about them. And then as you start to hopefully develop within them a servant's heart and seeing that there are people that actually have needs and not everybody lives like they do, that's giving them a broader world view and a world vision. Number six. Now this one, I have seen some of the birthday parties you girls do. They are so over the top bougie. It is beyond extra. And I love it. It is great. You're creative. You're hardworking. You plan it all year long. It is phenomenal. So I'm going to suggest, what if you do the same thing and throw an incredible birthday party for Jesus? Now you can have cake. One little boy says it has to be a red velvet cake in the shape of a heart because Jesus gave his blood so our hearts could be made clean. So that's a that's a thought for you. You could watch a Charlie Brown Christmas with popcorn. You can tell the Christmas story, sing songs, and play musical chairs to the to the songs. You can read the legend of the candy cane or, or print it off and give each child a candy cane to take home with them as a favor. And as their admittance to the party, they can bring a new unwrapped present that then you and your kids will take to the Fire department, toys for tots drive. It can be given to, again, an angel tree or, or anywhere that needs gifts for the holidays. And then you could actually play Bible story trivia, which is super fun. And if you don't know what Bible story trivia is, I'll put in an example of some questions in the show notes. Number seven, and this should be a no-brainer, but I feel the need to throw it in. We can get so busy, particularly in the years that Christmas is on Sunday or Saturday, and we are too busy to even go to church together. We're running to grandma's house, we're going to a play, we're doing this, we're doing that, and we don't attend church together. So I really want to encourage you to attend multiple church services together in this time to set the stage. Handel's Messiah, a Christmas cantata, the children's programs, not only in the program that your kids are in, but go to a friend's church and watch their cantata, their little Christmas program. That is a cool thing. And if possible, go with extended family. I would love that. If were my extended family able to come up and us all go to church together as a family, that would be so fabulous. Number eight, do a severe thorough, sacrificial clean out of toys before you get more to come in. Just say it. But again, putting the emphasis on giving, not receiving giving away, not getting. And another great idea for for the gifts, the whole gift idea is 
to coordinate with family members to give an experience. Now that is nothing new. You guys are probably the rock stars of that, the queens of let's give an experience. But detail before you just ask for money. Oh, we'll just take money. We'll just take money. One of my clients the other day was telling me that they had to specifically name the experience. This year, I'm going to save all the money that we get, and I'm going to buy a zoo membership. So a zoo membership, an aquarium, a theme park, sports camps for the kids, whatever experience or vacation together. So coordinate with your relatives that if they will give the children money, it's for a specific purpose. So they don't just feel like it's going to be blown on Pokemon cards. All right, number nine, decide up front that you are going to focus on the birth of Jesus more than the elf on the shelf, your nutcrackers, your decorations that have nothing to do with the nativity or the birth of Jesus or Jesus's story. Make sure that you're given at least equal time, (laughs) but I would really suggest that you do more than that. Look at what you're doing. Look at what you're maybe unintentionally portraying and make sure that you have it reined in so that the kids, your children know that this is about so much more than a baby in a manger, but that he left heaven. He came as a baby, not equating it equality with God, something to hang on to and to be grasped, but he made himself a little lower than the angels, the God who spoke into the existence, the world that we know, who then went to the cross and died for our sins because we owe a debt we can't pay. So he paid it because Jesus paid a debt he did not owe because we owe a debt we cannot pay. And y'all, that's huge. And if we can impart that to our children, then that's the meaning of keeping Jesus in Christmas. And then number 10, my last one, is going to be in the area of gifts. Set a budget and keep it, and don't let your in-laws and your parents go crazy over that. And again, I'm admitting my own sin. A couple of years ago, when we had two little, we only had two grandbabies and we had two littles, I did more than that the parents did or Santa did. I was just so excited. I love gifts are my love language. I, I love Christmas. I love to give gifts and I just keep finding things and keep buying things. Well, the result of that was I really went overboard and I saw it immediately. It wasn't even something that they appreciated. The kids are just like opening one present and then throwing it to the side and opening another and throwing it to the side. If you see that happening this Christmas, then I really want to encourage you to maybe make some positive changes for the next year. And I'll throw this last pit in because this is so important. And the way the home I was raised in, particularly with several of my older aunts and uncles, if you did not write your thank you note, if you did not say thank you, then you didn't get anything from them the next year. And that wasn't being mean. It's teaching your children to be grateful and to say thank you to the person that has thoughtfully, even if it was writing a check, they've had to go out of their way, they've thought of their children, and they've given to your children. So make sure your children are saying thank you, even if it's drawing a picture on a thank you card, or it's cards that you pre-make and they sign their name to, make sure they're saying thank you. And hopefully this year, with those 10 little tips, as I look back over to make sure I haven't left anything out, as you Consider time in your own personal devotions. You have that Advent calendar and wreath. You talk about what that means. You have some traditions that you're doing year after year. You're reading the Christmas story and then letting your children play with the nativity set and acting that story out. Doing service projects where they're learning to give instead of just get. Having a Christmas birthday party. Attending church together 
coordinating with family to give experience gifts and not just gifts, giving away gently used toys before you get more, and then deciding yourself to focus on the birth of Jesus. And I believe when we do that, the Lord will be honored. And it is with just such a heart of gratitude that I say thank you for taking a few minutes out of your busy day to listen in and for considering how to keep Jesus the main part of your Christmas and your personal story. Until next time, it's Kathy. Take care. Hey guys, real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others. Because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care. Thank you.